Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to League Lap for another week. And we are excited to be here once again inside the comfy confines of the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. League Lap, of course, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you all about them a little bit later on. But um, if you'd like to peek, you can go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com and you will see things on there that will blow your mind. They specialize in, guess what? Custom trailers for all uses, not just motorsports, but uh, they certainly do build a sweet racing trailer. We'll um, give you a little more detail later. Um, joining me on the show tonight, I, I'm telling you what, it took darn near an act of Congress to get this young man back. I shouldn't call him young anymore. You're like, what, 20-something now, 28? Are you trying to say I'm old? Well, you're definitely not 17 anymore. I think, I I think I'm calling... getting up there with Crafton in the drug series. Like, catching up to him. <laughs> I don't think anybody's as old as Crafton. Crafton's old. Sorry, I'm Matt. Um, I'm not sorry. Uh, but uh, Jordan Anderson has not been on a race chaser show in a while. Um, he is just so busy being busy doing the truck thing. But we are really excited to have you back in the studio because I enjoy talking to you. The last time I remember you being on our show was the very first year that we were, it would have been three years ago, we were in Mooresville. I think we, I don't know even if we had you in the studio or on the phone, but that was the last time I remember you being on. And before that, I think it goes all the way back to like 2012 or something. Back um, in the day. Yeah, back in the day. So, um, <laughs> yeah, pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been a, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, but it's been a, a very good couple of weeks, I'd have to say. He was supposed to bring us a pizza, but as you can <laughs> see, there's no pizza in the studio. <laughs> I, so st- I stopped and got me yeah, a sweet tea and apple got McDonald's pie. for himself instead. <laughs> So we can see where this is going. Um, he finishes second at Daytona, and all of a sudden, I don't need to bring pizza for the media. The media doesn't matter. You guys always have the good food in the media center. So I'm always jealous stay. when I go by well, there. That's, yeah, I, can't, I can't deny that, especially at Charlotte. They treat us very well there. Um, okay, so first of all, man, second place at Daytona. I, I watched that. And I, I At the end of the race, I'm like, He's going to win. He's going to win. And then Grand M Finger just hangs a right. And I'm like, oh, man. I love, uh. I, I love my interview going back and watching it because I had just seen the replay for the first time. And I'm still kind of in shock. And, and they got the slow-mo going. And you see my truck. And then all of a sudden, here comes Grant's truck in the <laughs> shot. And the whole truck shifts over from getting hit. And I'm like, holy cow. But it's funny. I, I saw you were looking up my racing reference page. And we were yeah. we were six inches from having a little number one in yeah, that W column it. right there. But, you know, for, for our team and that finish and what that means for us um, – it's it's really hard to put into words how big that is for us. Um, you know, yeah, we would, don't get me wrong. I would have loved to have brought home the the win, but to come away second in that field, uh, competing against the teams and and sheer size of teams and the amount of people and resources yeah. and money they spend to go up there with our team of a, a couple guys and and a truck that we we put together really in a matter of a couple weeks um, was huge for us and and hopefully a motivator because. There's kind of been this thing you, you see in racing in the past couple of years where, and it still is true, and it, I think it's always been like that in racing, is, is money does buy speed. 
And oh, yeah. uh, my my journey has been one that hasn't really applied to that. <laughs> it's been a lot of hard work and late nights and just persistence and determination to make it work. And hopefully that finish was was one for all the kids that are out there racing, you know, Canon or Dirt Lake models or Legend cars and have dreams of of being at that level. Hopefully that's a little motivation for the kid, those kids when they say, you know, why do I do what I do? It's to be at that level and, and reach that point of, of racing at Daytona. So that was uh, that was pretty cool to see all the, the tweets and text messages and people that um, – what that finish meant to them, and they were just excited as we were. Well, the – you know, I've always said – see, when the truck series came out, obviously it was a short track series, and and I still wish it was, and – the the only thing yeah, that see, I, I, I gotta love hate we there because the last time our team ran a short track at Martinsville, <laughs> it was yeah. door tops down, new nose, yeah. new bumper, destroyed brake pads. So, but the thing they, is, like, <laughs> I, I look at a, a team like yours, and it's like your budget it should. I mean, if it were a short track series, your budget would probably have you running up front. But, yeah. you know, you go to you go to all these bigger tracks and, and boy, you, you have to stretch the dollar so much to compete. Um, but the thing that I do love about the Daytona race, though, is that it seems like every year it becomes a breakout moment for somebody. We had Kaz Grala a few years ago winning and, you know, you were this close to winning. Um, and even for Grant, I mean, Grant's with Thor Sport, yeah, but he won a race last year, and it right. goes right out of Daytona. And, and I'll be honest, I mean, you know, the social media was interesting. Afterwards, some people were like, you know, they were kind of getting on Grant for Doran Hugh. He should have raced him clean. And I'm like, yeah, but gosh, it's Daytona. And, and it's like, and I got thinking about it. I watched you run a dirt late model a couple of times. You're not afraid to mix it up when you have to. If you were coming out of turn four at Grant's position, what would you have done? I'll tell you this: if I was in this, if I could go back and redo that coming off a of turn four, I think we would have won that race. <laughs> I would have done a couple of different things to make sure he didn't get to us. I think yeah. what it was is. Um, I probably pulled away a little too soon off his rear quarter panel because I, I got a really good run and I tried to get away so I didn't get stalled out by him. And when he did door us, he came from seven, eight feet away yeah, and slammed was. us rather than if I had sat on his door. I think I could have stalled his momentum a little bit. And when he did hit us, he only had a foot to go. Right. So the, the momentum would have been a little different. But it's like, you know, uh, a year and a half ago, our team was struggling to get a lead lap finish. Yeah. Um, really? and so it wasn't really a, a position that I'd ever been in before to, to race for a win. And, and, and I think it was good for me on a lot of different fronts and it was good for our team for motivation for me as a driver, good motivation to say, Hey, you know what? We, we can do this. We can compete at this level. Yeah. And, uh, it certainly was, was good experience to, to be there and hopefully we'll be in that position again soon to, to do that. Cause you know, this, this whole series that we, we talk about opportunity races for a mm-hmm. team like ours you know we look at the season we look at our budget and we're like hey where can we maximize what we have and what tracks can we run the best at you know daytona and talladega are two big opportunity races for us a place like pocono and michigan believe it or not are, are good races sure, for us um you know some of the mile and a half tracks we've always for whatever reason we always run really well at texas so we focus a lot of our resources at those those two races so um you know we look at the schedule and my crew chief wally rogers and i we, we've really hit it off really good here in the last couple of months got a great relationship with with him and i and, and i think that's been a big part of our team continuing to get better is just that communication to say hey here's here's what i expect as a team owner here's what i need as a driver can you help me fill these gaps in and let's figure out how to put all these pieces together and wally's been around i mean yeah. <laughs> you it's like when you first i didn't realize he was crew chiefing you and, and when you mentioned it at the presser 
it, it was like at first I went, did I hear that right? It, like, how did you get Wally? That's a great addition. Somebody with a lot of experience who's been in a lot of different situations and knows how to find speed in a vehicle. How did you get him to, to, to work with you? Yeah, the, the story of how it all went down was kind of crazy. We had a guy that was crew chief on us, and I, th- I think our relationship had kind of run its path to where – um, we were just getting frustrated with each other. There wasn't a, a communication that we needed, and, and I was looking for a change. And it's kind of hard because you got to be able to separate the driver and the owner. The owner's got to yeah, wear the, same, the too, same hats. Too. But yeah. uh, while he's with the team that was racing last year, and they decided to kind of go in a different direction, and, and the team kind of stalled out, and they had to let everybody go. And, and a friend of mine had reached out to me, um, Patrick Schaefer, known him for a couple of years. He actually used to be a, a pit crew member and, and worked for Everham. So he knew Wally back when Wally worked at Everham. And, you know, okay. Wally's won truck races. He's won some Xfinity races back when it was the yeah, Bush Series. Sure. So he's been around for a while. And, and, I, and I knew who he was and known what he had done with this team before. And they were a small team. And, um, you know, gave him a call and I said, hey, we're looking to make a change. Are you willing to, to go with us and, and try this and see how it goes? And his first race with us was Kentucky last season, and, and we got caught in the um, the Natalie Spencer Boyd gate. You know the the hat the hat throwing incident at Kentucky. We were in that crash with them, but we qualified fifteenth that night, and that was the best qualifying effort uh, our team had ever had, right out of the box. And then we go to Pocono the very next week, and you know we're top five in practice, and I think we finished eleventh or twelfth there. And I was like, all right, I think this is this is going to be good, and, and it's good because we're a small team. So, so thankfully here in the last uh, year and a half, um, we've been able to kind of add some more funding and some more resources and sponsors come in. So we're able to fly the team to both, both Vegas races and to Phoenix. So we fly to three races a year, but everywhere else we drive through. So, you know, uh, Texas, Michigan, Canada, we drove to all those races. We got a sprinter van. So the fact that we've got a, a guy like Wally that's come in, that's won all these races, but is still willing to hop in the sprinter van and do it old school and not complain about it is is pretty cool. And he's got a good spirit, and it really is top down. So the guys that are working with us uh, know Wally's deal, and they hop in there and they and they do it how we do it. So it's been it's been pretty special to have that. But see, I, I for me personally, like I've been in the corporate world, and then you know I've I've done what I'm doing now, and I kind of equate it to that, like the situation you just described. Wally's been there too. He's been right. with the, the the big teams and he's been with it. I would I just think it's more fun to do it that way. I know you, it isn't as convenient. You put six guys in, in racing but, in a sprinter van for a road trip. There's always some kind of story that comes out of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, to <laughs> me, it's it's just it. I think we've lost that. Yeah. It, you know, one of the things that with the increase in technology and all of the the cost of everything going up, we've lost that that sort of old school. You know. Um, and, and so when I hear that kind of a story and I think about something like Wally, it's like probably Wally finds that a little bit refreshing. You know, there's just not the same level of pressure or, you know, obviously you expect to produce, but it's just a different situation. Yeah, yeah. We have a great group of guys and everybody knows what our intention is as a race team is to build the best possible race truck yeah. within our budget to go there and run good, but at the same time have a good time. Because at the end of the day, we're all racers on our team, yep. and that's what's so cool about it. We uh, we go there and want to do the best job we can and have a good time, and we enjoy what we do, and we love the opportunity to be there. Well, we are uh, excited to have you for sure in, in the studio tonight. We're going to continue to 
uh, talk with Jordan Anderson as we continue on through our program. We're also going to talk about Vegas as well, and we'll talk to Jordan specifically about his race uh, on Friday night at Las Vegas when we return. We are going to step aside and uh, let James Mellick hit a couple of buttons. we got Nick Moncher in here hanging out with James and uh, kind of learning some of the production side over again from his past experience in radio. Um, so this uh, this should be fun as we continue here on League Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Apparently, Ross has become the new super sub now. Uh, Continuing, I think he's going to fill in again in California for Ryan Newman. Haven't heard that officially yet, but it sounded 
the last uh, communications that I was seeing, it sounded like they would keep Ross in the car until, <clears throat> excuse me, until Ryan was ready to come back. Uh, welcome back to League Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker in the WSIC studio with James Mellick, who you is... Brought, oh, you brought up Ross there. Did you see the article that was wrote? I don't know who wrote it, uh, that he was disappointed with his late race spin. I don't know who wrote that. I saw it online. I didn't... I think Jim Otter wrote it. That Ross yeah, was disappointed or yeah. the... Okay, so yeah. Ross was... Yeah, yeah he was that upset with himself. Yeah. But I didn't see who wrote it. I just saw that there was a thing that said Chastain frustrated with himself and upset with late race spin. Yeah, so I didn't I'm know sure he was. That. I mean, you know, look, Ross... I know Ross well enough to know how seriously he takes what he does. And, and he... I think he understands the gravity of the opportunity he got, right? So you, you, the last thing you want to do is, you know, is, is make a mistake like that. But... Um, it happens, and, and uh, I think he still finished fairly well. Um, so, you know, he'll he'll get better in that car. If he, you give him two or three weeks, he'll be inside the top ten with it. And not to mention, he didn't one run but uh, just one race. He ran both races that day. Well, he did, yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. Yep. So it's Ross is definitely a versatile guy. So uh, anyway, um, as I mentioned, James Mellick in the studio. James is the teardown specialist for Chris Bell, and... Um, Chris gave you a little work to do, yeah, unfortunately. He, gets, he did, but, you know. Um, <laughs> he had a nice save, though. That was a yeah. pretty impressive oh save there. Oh, my four. Yes, that was a really good <laughs> save there. It Must have been a hockey goal in a previous life. Yeah, I mean. Jeez. I kind of, um, you know, it's kind of come to expect it with a rookie. You kind of come to oh, just yeah. know that it takes time to learn. It's a learning curve. Yeah. Uh, Joey didn't hop in a cup car and go win. Nope. Chase Elliott didn't do it. Eric Jones didn't do it. William Byron hasn't done it. Um, these guys are all previous champions. Exactly. Uh, so it just takes time. So it's going to be a learning curve, and, you know, we all kind of expected it, but we also, later on in this year, once it gets going, expect to be winning races as well, too. Yeah, well, you're definitely going to, I think, uh, be real happy uh, in the second half of the season, if not before. I mean, I, oh, yeah, you know, sure. there'll be certain tracks I think Chris will dial in at and, and run very well. Um, Jordan Anderson uh, with us, and uh, I've known you since uh, – legends cars and i the one thing that i don't think i ever knew was whether or not did you start in legends or did you run bandoleros or how did you actually what how did you start racing so long story go going back to uh i was born and raised in columbia south carolina yes you columbia were. wasn't really a hotbed for a whole lot of racing you know so it was so not, not not too far it's <laughs> uh about an hour and a half from charlotte yeah. and uh growing up i was five years old and told my mom and dad that i want to be a race car driver one day yep. and and they kind of looked at me and i'm sure they asked you know where, where did that come from and and i just always love watching uh you know esp and class used to show some old cup races and just oh, yeah. had my hot wheels cars and just knew that that was what i want to do one day was be a race car driver and um fast forward to when i was about seven years old our neighbor knew that i had a little passion for racing my mom and dad had bought me a little yard cart from ace hardware to drive around the neighborhood and terrorize all the neighbors and uh, <laughs> i was doing a very good job of that and they uh they said hey there's a there's a go-kart race going out here at this track um called i-20 you might want to go out and watch it was a wk dirt national race and okay my uh my family and i went out there sitting in the grandstands it was my mom my dad and myself no idea what we're doing know nothing about racing but i'm enthralled i'm amazed at these go-karts and we sit next to this family uh they've got a kid that's probably he was probably four or five years older than i was i was seven i think he was 13 or 14 and uh, it was nick hutchins and oh, uh, wow. nick I, I think he's over Stuart haas now but you know nick ran late models and, and he's been in uh, yeah. a crew chief for yep. a lot of different guys and um nick had broken his arm in a go-kart race and I uh, was in a cast, so they were sitting there spectating that night and kind of got talking, come to find out that we lived five minutes from each other. 
And Nick and I kind of get talking. He goes, hey, you know, I get my cast off next week. Do you want to come come drive one of my go-karts and go practice? And my mom and dad and his family started talking. And next thing we know, I'm at the go-kart track uh, testing one of his go-karts. How cool is that? And uh, they had some old go-kart they wanted to get rid of. And I think sold it to us for a couple hundred dollars. And <laughs> our, uh, our family went go-kart racing uh, behind my dad's Silverado and a lawn trailer. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where... I think it was probably our fourth or fifth race. We had gone up to the Concord Motorsport Park and uh, had run a WK race. And, and this other family that was racing walked up to us, and they kind of tapped us on the shoulder and said, "Hey, uh, your your toes out. It might you might be able to go a little faster if you if you you know work on that a little bit." And we both looked down at our shoes. Yeah, like, exactly. We, we were so oblivious <laughs> to uh, to anything about racing. So <laughs> I, I don't really I don't really come from a racing family, but I did go karts for a couple of years and. Uh, 2002, we bought a Bandolero and did Bandoleros for a couple oh, okay. seasons. Oh, so you did run Bandits. Yeah, did, did two years. One out at Charlotte in the Bandits class, and, okay. and then back in 2004, it would have been, uh, moved up to Legend Cars and, and had a really good run in Legend Cars. We won the, the Legend Car Nationals at Lake Erie in 05 and Semi-Pro. Won the Summer Shootout Pro Class in 07 and 08. I was going to say, back-to-back. Did back-to-back. Back. That's when I met you. Is yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. did the Legend Car, and then had the uh the bright idea to say hey i've raced asphalt my whole life let's go race dirt late models for two years <laughs> and uh we bought two dirt late models and we ran at carolina speedway and uh cherokee speedway and gaffney and chester and lancaster and sumter and went through all those places and um i loved it it was it was a great experience at the time and, and after that moved up to uh super late models for a couple of years and ran the past series and traveled a little bit and um you know how i ended up in the truck series is another crazy story um it, uh, it was a story of where I had a guy that wanted to go K&N racing back in, I guess it had been 2014. Okay. We were going to go race at uh, Richmond. Put the deal together. We went and ran. Had um, Ron Otto went and crew chiefed it for us or helped us with it. Had a pretty fast piece, and I think we were running 7th or 8th. Had a big crash in 3 and 4 and got caught up in it. Long story short, two, three weeks go by, and guys are calling me. NASCAR calls me. A bunch of bad checks got written. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm the one that put the deal together. I didn't write the checks, but I put the deal together, so everybody's looking for me on, on why their checks bounce. Well, long story short, the owner we had um, owned a, a boat marina. He was selling boats on consignment, but when he would sell the boats on consignment, was keeping the money and having fun with it. And our race team oh. kind of seemed to get caught in the crossfire, but it was about $38,000 of bad checks that got written as part of this deal. And I had some late models and some motors and decided to sell everything I had. I said, all right, I'm, my racing career is over, but I'm not going to go out on a bad note. So sold everything I had. I think I sold it for forty six, forty eight thousand dollars. Had nothing left. I had my had my gooseneck and my trailer, uh, my trailer and my, my Dodge Dually to pull a gooseneck, and that was it. Everything else got sold. And um, later that year, a team owner in the Truck Series called me and said, "Hey Jordan, you know we we're looking for a driver for Phoenix. If you can come up with enough money to to buy some tires, come run our truck." And it just so happened that the the difference in what I sold all my late model stuff for to pay off all those bad checks was enough for me to go buy tires. You and I both know that it didn't just so happen, right? <laughs> you know, I, I look back, and that's where, uh, you know, I talked about in Daytona, uh, you know, that, that God opened a lot of doors for yes. us. And I look back on my whole career in racing is I, I never came from a family or had a corporate sponsor. or There wasn't hundreds of thousand dollars spent. Um, it was by opportunities and seeing how God had things happen that in the moment – stressed me the heck out like i had i just got sure yeah. <laughs> i already got a bunch my girlfriend points out all the time i got gray hair popping out and it's and it's looking back though it's so amazing to see how god has opened doors for us and allowed things to happen that in the moment seemed yep. really stressful and really bad but looking back to see how his hand opened those doors and that's a perfect example and then i 
I ran Phoenix and then went to Homestead. And the very next year, went to uh, Daytona in 2015. That was the first full year uh, I ran the truck series. And it's so crazy to look back on that. Phoenix last year, I made my 100th truck series start. That's and it's, uh, it's just amazing how quick it's flown by. You had, for a while... Was it Forest Acres? Yeah, Forest you had, Acres. You had a, a, a city sponsoring you. Talk about that a little bit, because that's, I mean, you know, when people talk about, well, I can't find money, I, I can't get sponsors, well, gosh, you got a doggone city. That's kind of creative. You know, that's uh, <laughs> one of our phrases ever since I started in trucks has been never give up. And I think that probably describes my racing career and my sponsors sure that I've had over the year because um, – if you want to go racing, and it's honestly, that's what I try to tell people. I said, whether you want to be in racing and you're hustling after sponsors or you want to be, uh, uh, you know, a kid that's in high school that wants to play in the NFL one day or you're a, a teacher that wants to go be a professor at Harvard one day, whatever it is, uh, it's not going to come easy. You have to, to fight and claw and work hard for it, make sacrifices and put in the, the effort yep. to, to make it happen. And, uh, you know, the deal with Forest Acres one of those, was one of those perfect things that uh, – I heard they had some hospitality tax money and to promote the city. And um, the way that I actually got that sponsorship, this was their first year was 2007 with us. And I had a big sponsor lined up for that year because we had run some, some legend car races the year before and did pretty good. I had a big sponsor lined up for 2007. We were going to do a full year, run a bunch of races. And, and the trucks. Uh, and the, this is the legend cars. This, oh, is, this is 2007. Okay. Oh, all right. And... Um, it fell apart at the last second, and uh, I was like, you know what? I need to find some some sponsorship. I want to run at least a shootout. So uh, we put my legend car on an open trailer, drove it around Columbia and Forest Acres, and for $100, people could take a Sharpie and sign my race car. And uh, long story short, we got about, uh, I think, about $6,000 out of just that little sponsorship wow. right there. But what that did was the mayor saw me in front of his, his business one day, signed the car, Got to talk and said, come by, I'd like to meet with you, see what we can do to help promote the city. And long story short, they ended up sponsoring me through 2013. Okay. All the way through yeah, Legend Cars, Dirt Lake Models, yeah. Super Lake Models. So you just never know, especially racing, where opportunities might come. You just yep. got to be always looking for them. Well, that's why I, I tell young drivers all the time, and I'm sure you can back me up from your own experience. It's not, it's not about saying, well that guy will never sponsor me. Sometimes, I mean, obviously, if you're a Legends car and, and, and you want to approach Lowe's corporate, that's probably not going to happen, okay? But the thing is, it's like you, everybody you meet is a potential sponsor. You don't know if they own a business. You don't know if they know somebody that owns a business. If you can make somebody fall in love with you, then you've got a good chance to get them to, to do hey, what you want them to do. If, if you get far enough to have a meeting with somebody at Corporate Lowe's, that in itself is a victory because yeah. you're going to learn how that process works. Right. You're going to learn all that stuff. So I've always believed that in life, nothing bad ever happens if right. you can learn from it. Yep. So that's, that's, the, uh, that's the quick little verb of the night right there is yep. you've got to learn from all the experiences. Yep, It's all about who you know. And like I said, it's, it's a relationship game for sure. And we'll talk more with Jordan Anderson as we continue here on We Lap from the WSIC studios. We're live on the Performance Motorsports Network and also on WSIC TV 25.2 in Charlotte. We'll be back with more of the program right after this.
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Valero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers continues here on a Monday night as you are watching this or listening to this live. Of course, uh, we also have on-demand capability here. Uh, Usually on Tuesday, this goes up. Uh, on our Race Chaser Radio feed, and you can get us on just about any major podcast platform. Just search Race Chaser Radio, um, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, gosh, I don't even remember, Google Play, iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And I want to tell you about uh, Victory for just a moment, and then we'll bring Jordan Anderson back into the show. Victory Custom Trailers, the absolute best customer service 
They deliver fine quality trailers of a bunch of different major brands, ATC, Bravo, Cargo Pro, Intech Trailers, U.S. Cargo, Renegade, Sport Chassis, and Vintage. They are based in Michigan. They will deliver anywhere in the continental U.S. You don't have to worry if you're not in their home area. They specialize in building to your needs. So you tell them what you're looking for and tell them what your application is. They will build it to your needs. Chris Hedinger and his staff are top-notch, and they really take their time. The craft and the care that they put into uh, building out the trailers is what makes them different from anybody else I've seen in the business. That's why we're proud to have them as part of our Race Chaser lineup of partners. And you can check out all their trailers and all of the different uh, things about them. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. You're going to be hearing from Chris Hedinger uh, in a few weeks and also his daughter, Katie, as well, who is a, a budding young racer. Um, she's actually going to be doing the commercial for them uh, once we kind of get things situated here and uh, trying to get Katie some experience at media and such. And so um, a lot of fun. And James Mellick, yeah. you want to jump in here? Yeah, speaking of trailers, um, Jordan Anderson made himself famous driving the dually and the gooseneck. <laughs> this year's yeah. the first year you got yourself an actual full-size rig, isn't it? Yeah, we got us uh, a Kenworth, and I got us an old Featherlight hauler, and it's uh, it's definitely a different, different way of going to the racetrack, not having to pull that thing. I, I try I actually, so, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know, I may not, maybe I shouldn't share this story, but I went and bobtailed. They got it, so we got a company, Capital City Towing, that owns a tractor that sponsors us, and uh, when he first sponsors, he's like, hey, you need to learn to drive this thing. Let's go run some some back roads and it's got a 13 speed i mean i feel like uh you know eastbound and down you know i'm sitting here shifting gears and <laughs> the I'm bandit like, man this thing is 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 crazy so I, I actually tried to get my cdl i haven't got it yet i've taken some classes so that's my goal one day is to drive that thing to the race whether it's charlotte or vegas for a ride but i love uh i love the road trips man we were talking earlier about um stories and racing and i think that's what made nascar so great in its early days was the cross-country travels and the people i mean we still like we have our little sprinter van it's uh it's a big old red sprinter van it's hard to miss going down the road and it's so cool that um we kind of like post snapchats instagrams we're going on the road and people will grab us at a gas station and say hey to us or see us you know somewhere and it's like man it's it's pretty cool and get to meet those people so uh sometimes the the travel to and from the track is is some of the most fun we have yeah that's what i was gonna say i know for sure uh my mom followed you on twitter and she followed the whole trip when you came <laughs> hey, back mom. i believe it was from texas <laughs> when you blew the tire oh, and my whole deal and and all that stuff. So, I mean, you got a pretty good following from what I can tell on Twitter. So, now you got yourself a big rig. I, I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, I'm proud of it. We had some guys that came by about a month ago. We had all the chrome polished and it cleaned up and we put a wrap on it. So, it's, uh, when you work hard for something like that, you want to make sure it stays looking nice and, and stays clean. And um, it's definitely something that we're proud of. And it's cool to see it rolling down the road sometimes. For sure. Now you just need the beagle. Yeah, <laughs> Fred. I tell you, man, it's uh, I, I rode with our, our truck driver a couple times to uh, to a couple of races, and it's got big old stacks on it, and you hear it coming a mile away. It's a, it's a Kenworth W nine hundred with big stacks, a big cat motor in it, and that thing just roars down the road. So it's definitely, uh, and it's a nineteen ninety nine, so it's uh, it, it, it's it's quite a beast. You have um, your journey has been so enjoyable and entertaining from a fan's point of view to watch. How did you come up with, I guess you might have answered this in the last segment when you talked about how you had everybody sign your Legends car. Is that where you, was that the genesis for the idea for the fans truck that you... 
that you uh, started doing a year or two back? Yeah, that that really, I never really thought about it at the time, but that was kind of where the idea first started was back there in, in 2007. But where the whole Fuel by Fans actually came from was 2016 when I was driving the 66 truck, we had blown a motor at uh, Chicagoland. Okay. And we had New Hampshire the very next week, and we were like, hey, sponsorship money's dried up. We're not going to be able to make it. And I was like, well, there's got to be some way. So I started, you know, putting stuff out on Twitter, trying to find us a sponsor to help buy some tires and cover our motor cost. And I had a couple of fans tweet out there like, hey, we want to help, uh, even if it's just a couple bucks. Like, we maybe we could do something and, and crowdfund a truck. So I, um, I'm i kind of a closet nerd. Not a lot of people know, but, like, I do. You <laughs> I know, could have never guessed. <laughs> I do all our stuff, like all our paint schemes and Photoshop and Illustrator. And when I was in high school and, and college, I kind of taught myself to code a little bit. So I built um, SponsorJordan.com. And it's still still live today. It's the the OG Fuel by Fans website, and uh, kind of created a crowdfunding website. And we we raised enough sponsorship that night that um, we not only were able to go to New Hampshire, but we bought tires and had our pit crew. And I think we finished fifteenth that night. So that uh, that was kind of the catalyst for where Fuel by Fans came from, and that's what's kept us and really our team alive uh, ever since then. And, and it it's kind of cool how people have gone from. The twenty-five dollar fan level to become a you know a sponsor on the hood or the tail. We've actually had some people do that to, to they've been able to kind of get in and, and get to know us and build that relationship up and it's uh, it's so cool. We actually just and, I, and I'll share this with you. Um, a kid posted a story on Reddit earlier this week. Okay. And um, I'm not a, I'm a pretty emotional guy and and reading this I actually kind of kind of teared up a little bit because it put things in perspective for me. But um, this kid said him and his grandmother were, were huge race fans and had always followed racing, and they were huge Jeff Gordon fans. And when Gordon got out of the sport, they kind of quit watching. They kind of fell away. They didn't have a reason to watch anymore. Well, him and his grandmother caught some truck races last year. They heard about our story, and they started pulling for us. Following the journey, he had Instagram. He was following everything we were doing. And then at Daytona, him and his grandmother watched the race, and they were so excited, jumping up and down. And um, at Vegas, he did the Fuel by Fans, and we had his grandmother riding on the truck with us. Oh, wow. And and so he posted about it on Reddit and had never been to a race before. And he did this long post and, and what it meant to him to be able to have somebody to pull for again and how cool it was that him and his grandmother were able to come together and watch racing and uh, racing again and really appreciate and enjoy it and we reached out to him, and, and him and his grandmother are going to come to uh, Mossport later this year. We got them oh, hooked nice. up. We got them hooked up with two hot passes, and they're going to sit on the pit box at the Mossport race. And um, it was so cool to hear this kid share his story and some of the stuff that he had gone through, and how racing was kind of his 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 thing that kind of kept him going through all the hard times he had been through. So it really it put things in perspective for me, and, and it was so cool. So I can't wait to meet him meet him later this year. But it's uh, it's so cool the relationship side of racing, the people that we get to meet, Absolutely. and hearing other yep. people's stories and. Um, you know, I don't care what it is, if you're self-employed or you work for a company or you're in school, um, life has its fair share of up and downs as, as we all know. And, um, you know, I, I think that's one thing we're going back talking about what I've been through. I think so much of life isn't so much about worrying about the end result as it is enjoying the journey and and living in the moment and and making the most out of it. So learning that. (laughs) And it's a, it's a daily struggle. And I always always thank God that he keeps things in perspective, like, like this guy sharing his story. But that was, that was really cool, man. That, that put things in in perspective for me. Are they from Canada? They are from Canada. Okay. Canada. I was going to say, I wondered why you (laughs) picked Mossport. I was going to say, treat them to some Canadian bacon, but I guess they're already used to it. I know, man. Hopefully they leave us with some syrup when we come back home. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's uh, I mean, that's awesome. And see, you have been one of the more, I would dare say, the most approachable drivers 
over the span of the time that you've been. And again, I think that, and I know a lot of the drivers are on social media and all of that, but you can um, say approachable, but nobody wanted to approach me when we were blowing trailer tires at a race because they thought we were jinxed. <laughs> They're like, don't hit Jordan with a 10-foot pole. Your tire's going to blow when you leave the racetrack. Well, you still had fans. <laughs> we they did. Have, we but, did. But, I mean, you've. I think your personality has a lot to do with why you are where you are right now. I mean, you're very outgoing. You're fun. There's a lot of energy around you. Um, you're, you're just – you're – you're really what all of us are to some degree. It's 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 basically the story of someone who just has this dream and just never gives up and does whatever he has to do every day in order to make it happen. And, you know, to 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 go to that presser a few weeks ago and see, you know, you get you and your team in Austin's coming together in that nice new Man, space. Man, how cool was got. that? How cool was that day? You know, yeah, it was a great day. And um, again, it's 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 just seeing that upward uh, trend that that you're and and I do believe someday you're going to be where you need to be. Somebody's going to put you in that position. Um, but w- when you get up in the morning every day, just to know that you're going to do what you love to do, I mean that has got to be just an amazing feeling for you after all the years that you struggled. No bad days, <laughs> no bad days. That's uh, we you talk about putting things in perspective, man. Our our shop now is is so cool. And, uh, you know, for everybody listening, we just announced, well, it was uh, three weeks ago, the week before Daytona, that... Um, it's only been three weeks. Wow, it seems like forever already. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> that we announced that we moved into Front Row's uh, old shop yep. here in Statesville, yep. right down the road from where we're sitting at yeah, here in the studio. Yeah, about five minutes away from us. And yep. um, so Austin's team ran in its own shop last year. I rented space from other teams, so we decided to kind of pull, pull our resources together. We're, we're pretty much operating as, as teammates, sharing resources in the shop, sharing notes, Um Austin's got uh, Eddie Traconis as his crew chief, yeah, and then we've got my crew chief Wally Rogers. They're both working together really closely, so I think you're going to see it really start to pay off for for both of us this year. We just had uh, Exalta came on board with us to help us with some paint sponsorship. So <laughs> I have to hold you up for a second because <laughs> is there a story you, here? When you said Eddie Traconis, <laughs> James Mellick lit up. Now James wow. is for, for those yeah. of you who don't know James is the teardown specialist at LFR, but he's been around the sport. For, this is for a be number good. of years, so why no, I was just, I was you just became shocked. a Christmas tree? Yeah, there. I was shocked. I thought Eddie was still up there with uh, Ben Rhodes. No, yeah, I think he got. I think he got tired of all the snow that they have in Ohio every year in Sandusky. That shocked me. I thought he. Was I think still Nick's there. sitting over here. I think Nick can probably relate to that. Well, yeah, Nick's not from. a big uh, Sandusky, Ohio fan, and I'm from Sandusky, Ohio. Because I, I really do not enjoy snow. Yeah, I lit up just because I was shocked. Um, there, more or less, I saw him. I worked with him over at KBM. Yep. back when he was on the Colter deal. Uh, him and uh, Harold Holly over there. Yeah, uh, I was over on that deal, and then he got the crew chief gig over there up in Ohio in Sandusky, and I was kind of shocked. Now he's back down here. That was a shock to me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah there's, so there's no lack of uh, smart people over there in our in our building, and to be able to have all those guys working together. Uh, is is pretty amazing. And Kevin Sawinski, another guy that's been around forever and really knows this stuff, is in the shop as well with his Wintron team. So I think uh, you know, in racing, there's always power in numbers. And when you get three guys that are as smart as those guys are, it's uh, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of smart guys over there for sure. Yeah, um, there there are basically, in my opinion, I've been to Sandusky. There are three things that are really good about Sandusky, Ohio, and they are Cedar Point Amusement Park, Sandusky Speedway, and um, and Thor Sport. I'm looking Other at Nick. Than that, Nick I, I've you... run out. So Can I've, you uh... add any to that? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, they have really good perch sandwiches if you like fried perch. But <laughs> uh, 
Other than that, those Perch those are the, the three way. things. And as a child, I went to Cedar Point, but I despised it because I hated traffic. And <laughs> I did go to Sandusky Speedway, though, because I, I always enjoyed the high miler nationals there. That was always fun. And then I worked at Thor Sport. That was my very first racing job. And actually, oh, okay. so I didn't know that. And a, a story that David Pepper probably doesn't want me to tell is when we were at <laughs> Thor Sport one time, we used Sandusky Speedway a lot to test back when there was testing was not outlawed. And Lance Hooper was a crew chief at the time, got in a truck, and we were supposed to test. And he said, I'm not waiting on this trailer to get back, and drove it down the road, down the main drag in the middle of the summer when Cedar Point traffic was going to Sandusky Speedway. And by the time we got there in the team van, had like three state troopers and a sheriff. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Only so, in Sandusky. Yeah, that was definitely a Sandusky, Ohio moment there. That's like the one thing I remember. That's awesome. But yeah, well, I see, I love Cedar Point because I'm a roller coaster freak, and they always had great roller coasters there. But, uh, yeah, I mean you you've just had a you've you've had so much Jordan um your journey has been so rich up to this point that I can't even imagine what we're going to get over the next 5 years. We're going to step aside when we come back more with Jordan more uh we'll talk about Vegas when we come around uh the turn. We'll be back with more League Lap right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. 
What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Jesse Love, second place over the week uh, this past week at uh, his Arca West debut, Arca Menards West, at uh, the bull ring behind Sam Mayer. Good run for Jesse. So how, you got to explain to me, how many series do we have now? In, in K&N or ARCA? Well, see, here's the way this works. Um, you have the ARCA Big Series, which is the same as it's been. Then you have now what used to be K&N East is now ARCA Menards East. What used to be K&N West is ARCA Menards West. And then you still have all the little um, short track showdown, all that. You know, some of the names have changed. They're all still there, but they basically just enveloped it all under the Arca Menards label. It's just the all easiest Arca. way, you know, to explain it. A lot um, more Arca Nights in America. A lot of Arca Nights <laughs> yeah, in America. A lot of Arca Nights Our in schedule's America. at 30 races this point. year, so. Yeah, There's more, more opportunities to use hashtag Arca Breaks. Yes, Arca Breaks, Arca <laughs> Racing, you name it. There's all sorts of Arca hashtags this year. Yeah, so the Arca... Arca West season underway as of uh, this past weekend, and I don't know if Sam Mayer is going to run all the races out there. Uh, for the Arca West team's sake, I hope he's not, because that wasn't even a fair fight. Um, it's kind of like Kyle Busch in the truck race on Friday night. Um, what are you trying to say? Well, it, it was... That it you was should be hard. eligible for the 50,000. Yeah, I heard it was uh, even man, tough can, at the bull ring can, with them, too, can with you, Kyle. Can you believe that uh, tweet with Marcus Lemonis? He's, he's thrown in 50,000. Harvick's Harvest thrown in 50,000. 50, it's like, like breaking a piggy just, bag for those guys. <laughs> you know? But Jordan should be eligible. That's my only caveat. Yeah, I agree. Not well, Who cares about the Cup guys? They got I, I don't care who wins it. They say truck regular. That was my whole point, is if you're going to do something like that, Give it to the people who d- need it and deserve it. Get, make it for the first truck series regular who could beat Kyle Busch. Here's an extra hundred. I mean, grand. they've already switched the rules, anyways, because yeah. now you know Greg Biffle's eligible, Brendan Gaughan's yeah. eligible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you've run Richard a cup Petty race, will come out of retirement, <laughs> jump in the truck. I mean, it's you know, you're. I, I think it that that would have been to me that would have been the perfect promotion to say the the first because you know Harvick's always saying I I support the short tracks and you got to more well. You know, if if Jordan goes out and could could beat Kyle Busch, a hundred thousand dollars to you would be a really big deal right now, wouldn't it? That'd be uh, huge. More purse money than I get in the first five races. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know that that I that was the only thing I I said about that is I thought that they should have um, they should have done it for the regulars instead of. Yeah, we don't need a bunch more cup guys in the race. Hey, I, that doesn't help. I'll, I'll give it to Marcus Lemonis. I mean, what he does for the truck series through, oh, through Gan, Gander RV yeah. and Outdoors. I mean, the, the truck series has kind of created its own identity here in the past couple of years. And I think that's why it's kind of become home for our team. You know, 2020 will be our third year in, in operation. And uh, I love the truck series. I love the way that fans kind of are drawn toward it yep. and and what Marcus does for it. FS1 does great coverage for us. So they really do. I think I um, this whole deal, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I mean, I tweeted out the other night that uh, we needed to find a second – Second truck, uh, you know, find us a cup driver to go run a second truck for us. And, you know, I think a couple people were tweeting at Larson to maybe hop in our truck at Homestead. That might be a pretty easy shoe in there. But well, You took he, Newman to Eldora. I was going to say, you so. had Ryan Newman, Eldora, I thought, but that yeah. might, have been, uh, might not work so well now for a minute or two. Hey, you know, when Newman drove for us at, at uh, Eldora, 
you know, going going back to 2018, that was the coolest thing. We had a, a good friend of mine, uh, Ginger Rust, help put that deal together, and Newman was coming over to the shop, and you know, we were trying to get it pulled down, and the the lower control arm was the ball joint was bottoming out. We weren't getting the travel that we needed. Newman's like, take that thing off of there. Let me see it. And here he comes back with a ziz wheel and a nine degree grinder, and he cuts it up, and I'm sitting there like. What are you doing? He you know takes, how expensive that is? <laughs> yeah. He takes it back in there and cuts it and rewelds it and does this. He goes, try it now. We put it back on there, and I'm like, sure enough, it, it worked. But, you know, to have a, a guy like him, you know, looking back, I, I kind of re- we were reflecting on it the other day, but it's like, man, for him to take a shot uh, driving for us, he was driving for RCR at the time, and we were just a no-name truck team, and we'd only run 12 races at that point. To come drive for us at Eldora was, was pretty cool and speaks volumes about, about his character. Yeah, it really does. And, and – to- you know, you, you look at somebody like Ryan, he's he's one of these drivers that I think people I don't want to say they discount him, but he's he's not the flashiest. He's not the most outgoing. He's not the he's a racer. He's a racer. And and that was where I was going is he's had so much experience outside of the NASCAR, you know, genre. He came into NASCAR with way more proven talent and experience than I think a lot of people today remember because he's been there so long. And, you know, so when you tell a story like that, it doesn't surprise me at all because, you you know, people forget his whole engineering background. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's as smart as a whip. Right. No doubt about that. You know? We saw it firsthand. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that had to be a tremendous learning experience for you and your team at that time. It, you know, not to mention, obviously, the publicity that you got out of it. Yeah, without a doubt. And you look at, uh, you know, he had his crash in Daytona, as unfortunate that was. You look at his outspokenness and his knowledge of the cars and how they work. I mean, the, the Newman bar those yeah. cars had may have yeah. may have very well led to, to saving his life there at that Daytona crash. And, and that's one thing I think as drivers you don't ever try to think about. But the opportunity of, of those kind of things happening is, is always there. So you never want to take it for, for granted. But, you know, that's that's one thing about this sport is um, been very blessed and fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of a lot of great people that have taken a, a chance on yep. on me and taken a chance on our team, and and Ryan is is one of many. I mean, you and I were talking earlier about John Bomarito. He was he was in town. Yeah, I was going to ask you to talk yeah, about him. He was in town here at Statesville when we had our our press conference announcing our new team, and uh, John was actually the first guy I called at the end of 2017 when we wanted to start our new team. And I kind of said, Hey, I've got this vision. I I've been driving for these other people the last couple of years, and I've built their teams up, and we've run good, and I've kind of managed all the stuff behind the scenes, but it was all under their umbrella. I think I'm ready to take this shot and try to go out on our own and, and build something. Uh, you know, can you help us? I mean, I, and I asked him, I said, I, two things I want to ask of you, John. I said, one, I, I really need your sponsorship, need your help. That's that's what this all relies on. And two, would you be willing to mentor me through this process? And John's turned, he's probably, you know, I, I would call him a best friend at this point. I mean, I talked to him, you know, almost every day. We text back and forth and pick his brain on some stuff. And he's really, he, he sees my books. He knows the decisions our team makes. And, and he makes sure that we're, we're going down the right direction because he's been very successful with his auto group and, and his business there. So he's uh, he's almost a, a partner in our team, you could say, on, on him helping us grow this thing. And it's people like him. And we've got another guy, Randy Knighton from, from Nightfire. Randy, and this is a cool story you'll get a kick out of. So 2014, I was supposed to go, I think, to Pat Rogers' condo at Charlotte Motor Speedway and uh, stumbled into Randy's condo. He's the same number but one floor below. And, oh, okay. and, and I stumbled in. I said, hey, I'm looking for Pat. And Randy goes, no, he's the next floor up. But, you know, <laughs> hey, come, you know, I don't think he's there, but come have a beer and hang out with us for a little bit. And I'm Randy, by the way. And long story short, stayed there for the whole night, kind of hit it off with him. And when I went truck racing the following year in 15. 
Randy's deal, he, he would help us buy a set of tires. And uh, he was like the very first sponsor I had in the truck series, and he's still with us today. So from that opportunity, of you talk about sponsors, how do you find partners and people? And I walked in the wrong condo at Charlotte Motor Speedway during the Coke 600, <laughs> and, and five years later, we've still got a sponsor. So he's just Michael an amazing he guy. Lucky when he showed up at the wrong racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But it's, it's so cool to, to see all the people. And, um, you know, talking about Daytona uh, the other week when he finished second was, was so special for me because I had my, my dad was there, my mom was there, my sister, who is now engaged to Austin Wayne Self. That's, that's another thing you talk about <laughs> Eddie in the shop. So Austin <laughs> is going to go there Austin, but Austin there is go. my, uh, my future brother-in-law. So, uh, this time next year, we're going to just going to cover up the signs in the front of the building and just say brother-in-law racing <laughs> on the, the front of the shop. That'd be so, a good name right there. That's a good one right there. It's good. I so, think that would open you up to a whole new set of potential sponsors too. Lots uh, of partnership opportunities way, there. There's no telling. Reality up. TV show. And, and for those of you that listen that know Austin's personality, the commercials will probably be pretty entertaining to watch. Oh, that's yeah. the reality TV show. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's, that's the reality TV show you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> Everybody would love that one. <laughs> but it's it's so cool to look at how things have, have worked out, and, and I'm so excited for for my sister in Austin, and um, you know to see them see them come along and to be in the same shop now. And that's the biggest thing I think that uh, I've tried to operate and run my team with integrity and honesty and treat people right and do the right thing and that's sometimes hard to find in this sport and to partner up with uh you know austin's team and and his dad and do business with him and kevin swinsky and all those guys they're all very much like-minded people and running their businesses and organizations how i do mine so it's been uh it's been a great opportunity to partner up with them well i want to go back for a second to something you said earlier when you were talking about how you approach john It basically, you know, I think so many people get caught up in the mentality that I have to sell something. And you basically just went to John and said, I need your help. Yeah, you know, and and it was you're relating the you 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 talk about networking and it's it's always and I don't like talk about networking it calling it network i think it's more building relationships and meeting people and all that stuff has a a, you you know yeah so we were out at gateway um working out of kenny wallace's shop 2017 um and basically had no sponsorship for gateway and i had been doing some pr stuff out of the racetrack and uh got done that day and i said hey we don't have any sponsorship on our truck do you have do you have any of your track partners maybe want to be on a truck tomorrow we should be pretty quick uh you know what do you think they said, yeah, we got this one guy, Bomber Automotive Group. They may want to come on board. So their sponsorship started with they bought us uh, a set of tires at Gateway, and it's evolved into what it is today. So there's uh, there's never a sponsor that's too big or too small. You never know what it could lead to. But uh, it's been so cool to see how that's evolved and how involved he is with our team. And he was in Vegas this past weekend. We, we got a top 20 finish, which was good for us. You know, we would have yeah. liked to have been a little bit hungrier. You know, we wanted a top 15, top 10 somewhere in there. But uh, Vegas and Daytona are two completely different animals, yes, two are. different styles. And the truck we took to Vegas was the uh, the old BKR truck that we have. It's four or five years old. So we kind of knew that we were going to be up against a little bit of a wall to compete with that. But we wanted to save some of our better trucks for, you know, Texas is coming up. Uh, Atlanta's coming up, Kansas, some of the other tracks that we feel like we're going to excel at. So um, to come over the top 20 at Vegas is still a good night. I think this is uh, we're, we're going to step aside here and, and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about that, Jordan, about, you know, if, if, for the fans that are kind of wondering, well, how do these little teams like Jordan compete? 
Well, he just basically mentioned it. You kind of delegate your resources where you think you can be most efficient with them, and we'll get him to explain that a little bit more uh, when we come back around the turn. You are watching or listening to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, and we will be right back. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. When do you think of a When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker and Jordan Anderson. I want one of those cool intros, man. We, we need to get you to do one. <laughs> get you to do a re-entry before uh, 
before we get you out of here, but you got to stay the whole show if you're going to do that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Jordan Anderson with us tonight, and uh, we swap producers. We've got Nick Moncher, who is a Venturini Motorsports PR guru and a former radio producer and host, um, kind of learning the ropes here, and um, he's still got his rookie stripe on, so if you hear mistakes, please ignore them. Um, it's uh, live radio, and that happens. So, Jordan, we were talking last segment, um, and you mentioned about, okay, I brought a four- or five-year-old truck to Vegas because, you know, we wanted to save some of our better trucks for other tracks. It's interesting to me that you – I don't know if this is something that's kind of some just exclusive to you. It would seem like a pretty smart strategy for any – team in your position if you've got better trucks you save them for when you think you could get the most out of them um so you took a truck to vegas that you pretty much knew you would be behind the eight ball with to some degree um what brought that strategy on and what tracks seem to be the tracks that you want to have your best trucks at because i'm sure that varies even by driver because driving styles are different and such and you run better at different tracks well, really, the the biggest reason we took that truck to Vegas was that was the only mile and a half truck that we had put together. Oh, no. <laughs> so that, that was narrows uh, the, down your options. The, then the, the bigger one behind, it. and that's the thing, you know, for us as a as a small team, we we bought that truck from uh, Richie Waters that we took to Daytona. Oh wow! And uh, it hadn't run in two years, uh, but you know, Richie's stuff is always pretty fast, but. That Daytona truck for anybody that's ever been involved in racing, Daytona consumes your life for like that whole yeah, month sure does. before uh, the race gets there. And every day you're like, when did they schedule this race in the middle of February? <laughs> it snuck up on us so quick. And that's kind of what happened to us. And, and we, we put a lot of effort in that truck, and it definitely was cool to, to see it pay off. But, uh, you know, there definitely is a, a strategy. It's definitely a chess game to figure out uh, what tracks are your, your strongest and where your resources can go along. And, you know, we talked about earlier in the show where, you know, places like Pocono and Michigan and some of the mile-and-a-halves are, are good for us. And Texas is a good track for us. So we've got 007 that we ran 13 races with last year. We It was our workhorse. Um, it's getting a new body put on it now. And uh, we're going to plan on taking it to Texas. But you definitely you, you got to look at the schedule. They've changed the Truck Series schedule up quite a bit this year. Yeah, they've, they have. They've taken Martinsville off yep. the, the spring. They've they've moved only one Martinsville race for the schedule. It's in the fall. And they've replaced it with Richmond. Richmond is new to the, the Truck Series this year, which I'm excited about. Richmond is going to be a great, great race for the Truck Series. Oh, I think so too. And as a team owner, I'm happy because I can now go to Richmond and, and – hopefully keep all the fenders on it you know you can you can race a little <laughs> yeah. cleaner there uh sorry to clay campbell if he's listening oh but uh, a short track that's why the fans <laughs> love it though right? i know <laughs> I mean, and i i think the truck race in martin's was going to be a night race this year yeah I think so, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that but the the season this year is a lot more heavy on the mile and a half front You've got Vegas this past week, and you've got Atlanta coming up. You've got Homestead coming up, another little shakeup, uh, followed by by Richmond, and then Texas coming up. So um, we, we've got some trucks that we're going to move around. We've got um, the same truck we ran to Vegas is going to go to Atlanta just because Atlanta is such a rough track. It, yeah. it's, you can pretty much plan on uh, new crush panels all the way around and probably repainting the front of your nose after a race Atlanta, even if you come out of there clean. So um, we're going to take that one there. And we took a new package to uh, to Vegas that we really wanted to try and, and do a little R&D on. It's a, the double pigtail package that we're trying to learn and build some more notes on. So um, we may go back to a conventional left front for, for Atlanta to see all that does for us. So, I mean, for us, we're, we're constantly trying to build our notebook and, and figure out what trucks that we've got. But, you 
you know, right now we've got uh, three trucks that are that are close to being put together, including the one from from Vegas. So we're just trying to plan because the schedule is a lot tougher this year. There's not as many gaps in between. There's there's a race a week off, a race a week off, three in a row. So it's a little harder than last season's schedule. So we're just trying to make sure that uh, you know as we do run the full series that we're we're prepared when when we go to the racetrack this is one of i think the only two week breaks that you get i think so i think so you're off now because uh it's california then phoenix trucks don't race either of those so you're off for two weekends before atlanta which i wish the truck series would go to california i know that place is so rough but i got to uh back in 2017 i when I didn't have a whole lot of stuff going on, I was doing a starting part for uh, the Siegs in the Xfinity Series. Was happy to see Ryan get that third place finish oh, at, yeah. uh, at How Vegas. How cool was that? That was that was big for those guys. But I got to do some starting part for them a couple years ago, and and got to do a starting park at California, which was which was pretty cool. Well, I think a truck race at California would be very interesting. I also think a truck race at Phoenix would be interesting. Of course, you're going to go there at the end of the year. Yeah. It's championship weekend now. How do you feel about that versus <laughs> so Homestead? For for all you guys that are listening, the, the way the truck series works out this year is you've got the third to last race is Talladega. The next race is Martinsville. And the season ends at Phoenix. <laughs> so I think NASCAR is going to set up quite a bit of drama uh, for that championship. That's the four. whole point. <laughs> it's made made for TV drama, so I think it's going to be exciting to see how this year comes out. And the Truck Series, I think, if you if you take a step back and look, I mean, in, in qualifying at, at Vegas, I think less than I want to say seven tenths of a second separated first to twenty ninth, and that's an incredibly close field. I mean, the amount of quality trucks that are in the Truck Series this year are are just phenomenal, and I think a lot of it is because of the Elmore Motor that came in back yep. at the start of two thousand eighteen. So you've got. Uh, you know, between KBM, Thor Sport, GMS, our team, Nice, uh, Austin's team, we all run the same motor. And so that basically puts it down to the teams figuring out the suspension, the bodies, um, which that's the thing. The truck series is unlike Xfinity, unlike Arca, where there is no composite body. So you walk through the pit area, and you look at my truck, and you look at this truck, and you look at that truck, and all three trucks have completely different body builds. I mean, there was a truck at Vegas this weekend. The uh, the left rear quarter panel looked like it was off a Dirt Lake model. It was so <laughs> flared out, and I mean, it's like, holy cow, some of these guys are getting crazy. So, um, But the truck series is definitely in its own own identity, and it's, it's so cool to see the truck series uh, healthy. And, and strong right now. Yeah, I was. I've said that too. Ever since the preseason, when we talked about going into the season, I said I think the the truck series is a deeper series this year than it's been in a long, long time in terms of the number of trucks that can win and, and compete for wins. Um, and I just think that makes it even better for the teams like yourself because it, it the more competitive it is, obviously, the more buzz there is about it, the more. It, calls attention to everybody so when jordan comes out finishes second at daytona you know it's like wow that was pretty cool yeah chalk went up for the underdogs there for that finish you know that was that was pretty cool and and i think you're seeing some of that on the xfinity side with the composite body you know a lot of these teams that maybe couldn't keep up with the bigger teams on the body side when they had the big left front flared fenders and the twisted body they've kind of cut that on the xfinity side so you know there is talk right now uh you know they're they're seeing if it's going to work out, but they're talking about bringing bump stops to the truck series next year for for 2021. Really? Which I think is um, I think that's probably going to be a good move because you right do. now right now you've got uh, these very very expensive helixes and and different stoppers and different pigtail springs. You know, to get one pigtail spring from Renton Coil Spring up in Renton, Washington, uh, and, and Nick's sitting here smiling because you probably know all too well about it. They're uh, <laughs> 
What were you going to say? I was going to say I know all about the double pigtail and when I worked at GMS and we, we went to that for the very first time and just how expensive it was and how expensive it is to keep going yeah. on that. So I can't imagine a team like yours trying to get into that and then you know evolve as everybody else has already evolved. It's crazy. They're, they're so expensive and, and so crazy. They're like on a two-month waiting list right now. So even if you want to go buy one tomorrow, you're on a two-month list. So what we do is we'll pull down a truck for one race – pull the spring out of this truck and put in another one just because you just can't afford to have multiple springs. Uh, okay. But what they're going to go to is if you do the bump stops, uh, you're essentially cutting out all the crazy helixes and trying to get the timing right with the sway bar, and you're basically just going to go to two big front springs that are going to hold it up to get through tech, and then all your, your load is going to be on your two shocks and your bump stops. So, uh, And with the cup car going to a new car in 2021, you're going to have a lot more bump stops and different and, and different things come available with this this new car. So the, uh, the whole sport, I believe, from what I see, is going to take a pretty big change and a big evolving uh, of itself uh, next year with this new car coming in because um, what is Hendrick, what is RCR, what is Gibbs, what are these teams going to do with their – their wheels, their hubs, their suspension components. I mean, they don't need to keep those private like they have in years fast because there's nobody going to compete against themselves, maybe on the Xfinity level with some of these teams. But I think you're going to see a, a big flooding of the market with some of these parts that's, that's really going to help teams like myself and other teams in the Xfinity series. Well, see, that's an interesting point. And, you know, again, this is why we like to have drivers like you on because it gives us a perspective. I think, you know, fans look at this and, and, and a lot – I mean, let's face it, NASCAR has a portion of the fan base It's just – they're going to hate everything NASCAR does. It doesn't matter. But I, they look at this new car and, well, um, you know, the wheels and this and that. And it's like, you know, look, I think this new car is going to be a great thing for the Cup Series. Um, would I rather have um, Monte Carlos and, and old who, Cup Who was it that and, said Monte Carlo? Jimmy Johnson said, my number 48 Monte Carlo ran really good. Yeah. I was like, man, yeah. you're doing a little throwback. Well, he also said, uh, he said, I think he said Ford Taurus at some point. Danny, St- Danny Stockman after the race. Like, Did you Jimmy, see that? what happened? Yeah, Danny totally threw the Chevy out instead of the Toyota. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. He caught himself. You could tell he was worried about it. <laughs> the KBM yeah, Chevrolet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it, but, but I think this new car is really going to be good for the Cup Series. And, of course, would have never thought about, well, because of the new car and the new parts and the new... Now you have the ability for some of the teams like you guys in the Xfinity Truck Series, ARCA, whatever, to be able to, to, to get some of these better parts at a bargain price because these cup teams just want to get rid of them. Yeah, I give the uh, the upper brass at NASCAR a big pat on the back for what they've done the last couple of years. They've they've definitely taken a bullish approach to some of the moves and decisions they've made, and and I think that's something that our sport is needed because it kind of plateaued out and got stagnant there for a couple of years, and they're making some pretty big and some pretty bold decisions uh, relating to cars, the scheduling, how they're promoting the sport, and uh, I think all of it is is good to catch NASCAR up to what yep. some of the other sports leagues are doing, doing right now. Well, I agree. I mean, I, I'll be the first to say that I, since Jim France has taken over and, and brought some of the newer uh, people on board with O'Donnell and Phelps and, and the changes they made, their vision for the sport is right on the money, I believe. And I think you're going to see that play out over the next two, three years. We're going to step aside still more with Jordan Anderson uh, as we continue with Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. More of the show right after we do this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap continues, whether you're hearing us live on Performance Motorsports Network or watching us live on WSIC Digital TV 25.2 in the greater Charlotte area, or you're picking us up on demand on one of the many, many podcast platforms that we are on. We appreciate you being a part of the show and uh, looking forward to, we've got a new brand new race chaser online website, uh, probably about a week away from making its debut. And uh, it's going to have, you're going to be able to basically go online to race chaser online and 
you can get access to every bit of programming that we do on Race Chaser. It'll all be there for you, whether it's uh, you can hear the live shows from there or uh, on demand as well. Uh, you'll be able to uh, get access to all of that. So we'll tell you more about it when it actually gets up. But we're really excited about that. Um, added a couple of new shows this year. We've got a modified podcast. If you're into modifieds, uh, the second episode was just recorded today. Kyle Souza and I uh, called Mainly Modifieds. And uh, that's um, that's already getting some uh, excitement. And we're happy about that. I love modifieds. Jordan Anderson, if you had a chance to race a modified, would you? Oh, yeah. I've actually never <laughs> raced one. I've, I practiced one at Caraway one oh, time. Oh, you did? And uh, that's about as far Who's as I got. Who's you to get in? It was one that Foltz had. Uh, Jeff Foltz had it. And I think oh, okay. it was one of, uh, I can't remember who he used to help. Um, who used to work at Waltrip? I can't believe I can't remember his name now. That ran modified stuff at Bowman Gray. Um, Gosh, I I'm don't drawing know. a blank. But I got to test it at Caraway one time. That was pretty cool. I bet. Yeah, they get a lot of horsepower in those big old tires. Mm. They yeah. look like a lot of fun, man. I can't imagine racing one of those at, at Bowman Gray. I can't imagine racing anything at Bowman Gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's entertainment. I want to go there before before I before I uh, it's on my bucket list. I want to just go get like a street stock or a four cylinder and go run at Bowman Gray. I think it'd be so much fun. It Put some be. big old door sure bars on yeah. and a big old front bumper. Go. I'm just happy that now Arca does not race there because yeah. that that race used to be a complete show and that yeah. always worried me that we were gonna have to go there to that but that's actually a track I've never even been to I've always wanted to go but it, whenever we're racing they're racing and yeah. their season's short see you talk, you talk about Martinsville being rough on equipment I can't imagine <laughs> I mean you know yeah. you're coming out of their door tops down there's mm. no no way around it well that's the thing look I love going to Bowman Cray as a fan because just the energy of the crowd there is worth the entire experience. <laughs> you know, you just know when you go there that you're not, this is not the normal way you're going to see racing done. And, and there are so many really talented race car drivers that, oh, yeah. that race there, but it's just the, it's, it's the dynamic. Oh, and, the, the amount of emotion know, and, and how passionate yeah. those fans are. And, and that's one thing, you know, it's entertainment. I, I think when I ran dirt for those two years, I think that really opened up my eye to, to dirt racing is, is really a different culture than asphalt racing. Yeah. And, and you see that in the way that they do their weekends and the way they watch races and how they pull for their drivers. And we used to run, when we were in Carolina Speedway after race over, they'd open up the, the garage area gate so any fan could come walk through, and if you, if you wrecked their favorite driver, they'd make sure you knew about it. And if you won the race that night and they liked you, they'd come buy a T-shirt. So, I mean, you, <laughs> you, you had all kind of different uh, perspectives to everything uh, on dirt, and I think that's uh, that was what was so cool well, to see. see. that's the way when, you know, when I was growing up at Oswego, you'd take, of course, they, they made a program every week. So you'd, I'd take the program and go get driver's autographs after the race. That's how I got to know a lot of them, and they yep. were you know, those were heroes, you know, they were bigger than life. And, you know, now you don't see that as much anymore. Uh, you know, the races are over and half the teams are packed up and out of there. You just, that the, the meet and greets on the straightaway are fine, but they're not nearly as intimate as it used to be when you could go after the races and actually spend quality time getting to know what, you know, the driver or team owner or whatever. Um, and I wish that, that more, I wish that would come back because I think that that relationship and the level of it is something you just don't get in any other sport. Yeah, no, you know? being, being able to make those uh, connections like that between the, the fan and the driver, yeah. I think, are the, the very foundation for our sport. And I think the more opportunities there are to do that, 
um, are what's so special. I think that's what's been cool. You look at what has changed NASCAR in the last five to ten years, and I think you look at social media. You look at, at Facebook and primarily really Twitter on fans being able to interact with their with their favorite driver. And I think that's so cool that fans are able to maybe not maybe not in person, but the fan can reach out and their driver may like it or comment back to a tweet from them or something like that. So I think that's uh, that's been pretty cool. But I think definitely, you know, I don't know how you do it, but I know with the truck series they have an autograph session every week, and and you know there's fans that that come there and they'll say, hey, you know, I saw you on so and so, or hey, you know, look at this picture I took at this race last year, and they'll have a sign or things like that. So that's always special to see people that that follow and care what you're doing and. Um, it definitely, uh, definitely is cool to see that, that people follow it and, and will share stories with you of, you know, Hey, you know, I met you at so-and-so this race last year and, and, and they've come for a second time. Yeah. Well, that's, and see, it's, it's the length of time. Like I used you know, when I would go to the pits, I mean, there were drivers, my, my hero growing up was Jimmy Champagne and Jimmy, um, you know, once I been to see him a few times he learned my name and right he, you know I, I was a little squirt obviously five six seven years old and he, he would bend down you know and get eye to eye and you know he would make me feel like he was happy to see me oh yeah without a doubt. and so there'd be a three or four minute conversation or whatever and then you know you go on to the next driver or whatever but you don't see that the, the meet and greets now are different the autograph sessions because it's more like a cattle drive <laughs> You don't get the amount of time to spend, you know, relating to, to the, to the fans. Um, you know, so I, again, I wish we'd bring that back, but, it, but you're right. The social media has at least given an opportunity to have that connection, even if it's from, you know, a, a distance. Right. No, it definitely has, has, has kind of created a different uh, medium of fans to be able to reach involve yeah. their favorite drivers. And you and I were talking about uh, TikTok earlier. I, I now have a TikTok account. I'm probably one of the oldest people on TikTok, probably. <laughs> I think the average demographic is yeah. 12 to 15. But it is cool to put out some videos, and that's where you think about what we were talking about earlier with people following our journey and, and being able to relate to it is yep. I've tried to document a lot of it, good, bad, or indifferent along the way. And, uh, you know, from blowing tires to driving cross country to, to piling seven deep in our sprinter van, driving the racetrack, whatever it is, yeah. trying to, trying to share that and document it to where, uh, you know, some guys don't do that. And, and where you're not talking about, it, it's not, none of it's ever scripted. I enjoy doing it. Exactly. I enjoy reaching out and, and sharing those things with people and, um, it definitely is pretty neat to do that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was somebody asked me a week or so ago, are you on Snapchat? Like, are you on Snapchat? Are you not on Snapchat? Heck no. You don't have a Snapchat? I get brought up every uh, show. Here's, here's the, here's Tom, the, you got to get with the times, the man. Here's the problem <laughs> with me being on Snapchat. Um, so I I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. You don't drivers. have a, you don't have a TikTok either. Do you? No, but no. Kurt Busch is going to get one. We're going to p- promote that. Kurt Bush is not going to get a, see a, what, TikTok, a TikTok this past weekend in Vegas. Did you, oh you guys he saw did that? the renegade challenge. Yeah, he did the, the renegade little, challenge little. with the two little girls. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, though, is, you know, you know, a lot of these younger drivers and you, you know what some of them are doing on Snapchat. And it's just like, I don't even want to like, I'm sorry. I don't even want to get in, into that. Um, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram are just fine with me. I saw my yeah. MySpace. Is that even still around? I like cataloged in the system somewhere? I was curious. So like a year ago, I was like, let me go on MySpace. And I logged in and like, I think my profile picture and my friends were still on. Like everything else is gone, but my profile picture was still there. And I was like, 
All right. What music was playing? <laughs> I think it was Three Days Grace or something like that. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, Sum 41. Fat that, that was the best thing about oh, MySpace. Wow. You could have the music playing. I was going to say, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> the music choices were the most fun thing about that. But... I've, I've got, you talk about music, I've got some pretty killer uh, Spotify and SoundCloud playlists from all our road trips. <laughs> road trips do equal really good playlists usually. Okay, so what kind of music is Jordan Anderson into? So my, my genre is pretty pretty broad. I'm, I'm a huge uh, EDM fan. So I love like um, I might go over some people said, but like tropical house, progressive yeah, house, mind. like some of that, like really no up, idea upbeat, happy music. So EDM, think like marshmallow, maybe Tiesto. Um, Are you talking about food? Because I heard like <laughs> yeah. you know, tropical drinks, <laughs> and candy. Like. So so all right. So EDM, I love EDM music. I love uh, you know I love rap. I love some classic rock. I love there, uh, see, some country. The, the third one you know, got me back in the game you know. here. I'm not, uh, uh, you know. No, no, I don't know. Not many people know this, but I actually have a song on Spotify, and I've got uh, five songs on SoundCloud. So I, I actually DJed and produced music for a couple of years back, really, three, four years ago. So download my song on iTunes. What? <laughs> it's on sale, ninety nine cents. What? <laughs> yeah. And what style of music did you produce? It was uh, a tropical house is the genre that's under. So it's think think happy, think upbeat, think a song you'd listen to by the pool in the Bahamas. So it's not like the old time, you know, Winston Cup record that they came out with, no. like Benny Parsons. <laughs> yes, Cardinals Country. Yeah, I actually have that. that you really? at the house. Yeah, it's great. I, I had it. I don't. I don't know where I. I had a bunch of stuff that that just didn't get over from Tennessee when I moved, but um, but I used to have that too. That came out in the seventies. The first one. And, oh, my God, that was the funniest thing ever. And I remember hearing about Buddy Baker was on that, that record doing a song called Butterbeans. Butterbeans. And, and when you listen to the song, it's it's just so Buddy. It's like it was written for him. But they said that now all these other guys are doing their thing, and they're just having a good time with it. Not Buddy. Buddy was doing take after take after take after take. How do you he get it right? He wanted to be perfect. And then when you hear the final take, it's kind of like, how bad was it before? <laughs> you know, but that's like, Buddy Baker to a T. He had right. to get it right. You know, it's just that that album was really funny. And see here again, an example of drivers being relatable. Yeah. You know, I wish you would see more. Like, I love when Bubba Wallace, for example, puts up videos of him drumming. I mean, I've been a drummer since I was three. And, and you look at somebody like that, and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bubba could play. So it's fun stuff, and, and you see that sort of thing. And you always want to be unique. So, you know, the drumming is something that separates Bubba from the rest of the guys, right? His, no his music is a little over my head, though. I like something a little more chill than what they yeah, listen to. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely into uh, the thrash metal stuff um, a little bit more than uh, – a lot of people are, but um, nonetheless, it's still fun to, to watch him do that. I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. used to be a drummer, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody said, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yep. So <laughs> we're going to step aside. We've got more with Jordan. We're having a good time on Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Also want to acknowledge strutmasters.com as well, and we'll tell you more about them and my computer career when we come back right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Valero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even RaceCom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lee Lap. Nice music choice. Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, also want to uh, acknowledge two of our other uh, partners here in the Race Chaser family. Um, Strutmasters.com, Chip Lofton and his uh, staff are just great to us, and we just love them all. Uh, they do a great job. They are the suspension experts. Just go to Strutmasters.com and check them out. Um, and if you watch NHRA, you know who Strutmasters is because he's got a whole sort of buffet of drivers in the NHRA. Chip is Chip has actually helped a lot of drivers over the years to kind of um get that little boost they needed to um get up to the next level. And so we're grateful to them and also to the folks from mycomputercareer.edu. Um training for a better life if you are looking for a change of career. They've got a free career evaluation there. Just take it. You can train a few days a week and sooner soon you will be on your way to a new career in IT and uh, out into the workforce. So um, check out the folks 
at mycomputercareer.edu as well. Uh, Jordan Anderson is with us now. The last segment, Jordan told us that he had produced some music. This under things you didn't know about Jordan Anderson. Well, Jordan is now going to, uh, he's got his phone next to him. And oh, you want to hear it? Yeah, we I want you were... to actually, no, no, we're going we're gonna to have you hold, the, hold that up to the microphone as Rocky Lynn pops by our studio here. Here we go. Uh, this is Jordan. I think Nick had a good idea. We're going to play this in Hakkasan later this fall. It's just happy music. He's right. This is it. This is like my, my walk out on stage. The is... fans are amped up. This is when you go. Three, two, three, two, one. <laughs> it dropped. <laughs> and that's, that's I, I, called I, I, I Crowded get, House. I could be your hype tropical man if you house. needed one. Do you need a hype man, Tom? What is it? Tropical? I need a what? Do you need a hype man? A hype man? You need a hype man? I've been Tom short my entire life. Man. I need some serious. <laughs> he doesn't even know what a hype man is, but he needs one. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that is. A hype man, man. That's, that's where I walk behind you everywhere you go and I hype you up. He's going to carry hype the boombox. Oh, a hype man. Like a hype man. Oh, okay. Not a high man. A hype I was man. thinking that's, hype. That's a different kind of. I can't help you on the high man. Oh, hype man. Oh, no. The last thing I need is someone to hype me up. Half the time I need someone to calm me down. That's all that kind of works there. But I had I'll no play idea some R and B for you on my boombox. Yeah, That'll calm me down. I had no idea you were. Uh, well, I've got country and western for that. Okay. It's. I mean, it's just all so sad. You know, you lose your wife, you lose Not your really kids, you lose hype your truck. There. It's more depressing. I don't know. Well, you, that's what I'm saying. Well, to calm me down. We'll get him uh, listening to a little uh, some that. Cody Jinx or something like that. That'll be good for you. <laughs> we don't go the country rap. That's what you know. That's my genre. So country rap. Yeah. Well, I mean, if George just randomly throwing out things like that, so yeah, country rap. It's also known as hip hop, country rap. You know, all sorts of different things. I well, yeah. Colt I mean, Ford, I guess anything is Colt Ford. Anything See, can be Jordan knows Colt Ford. Today, yeah. I saw Colt Ford at uh, Coyote Joe's. It was a good time. Colt Ford is That's a, a Coyote I mean, Joe's is a great place to go for <laughs> entertainment. Too. Danica and Ricky did a Colt Ford music video in downtown Mooresville. Did they really? Yeah, a couple years ago. Interesting. Back so, when they were still that, a couple. That was the last time they ever dated. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that, that ended it for everybody. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, we'll see what happens when you hey, do a Colt that, Ford video. You'll that's have a that. Recipe for disaster. <laughs> okay, so now that you know Jordan is also a music producer, if any of you need. Music, uh, there it is. Just I'm go to sorry, Spotify. I, what is it under your name? I it's, I haven't really pushed it lately, but I'll, I'll show everybody right oh, here. Oh, yeah, it's we're going to. Right here for everybody looking right there. It's Jordan Anderson on Spotify. See, go to Spotify and dial up Jordan Anderson. Or right uh, now, like I said earlier, it's on sale on iTunes, 99 cents. Jordan Anderson on <laughs> <yeah>. the motions. <laughs> help, me, help me buy a set of tires Shameless for an extra race. Yeah, that's right. He needs, yeah that's, yeah. that's how you can sponsor Jordan. Just go buy all his music. That's, uh, that's what Austin and Jennifer asked me. They said, do you want a DJ? At our wedding, so I don't know. We'll see how that. Yes, might go. absolutely. Yes, you, you want to. We're going to get NASCAR to come. They're going to send the production crew and everything to watch <laughs> oh, you. That would fantastic. be fantastic. That would be hilarious. It's a media spotlight. I, I can only imagine. Can that. we do like live radio from from their wedding? Can oh, we? We're going to we're going to live live. <laughs> yeah, we should it. have. Yeah, you know, I mean, like the photo booth. Instead of that, you'll just have a, a radio station. Yeah, there we go. We'll just come Remote and do broadcast. a race chaser show oh, from Austin. Would love that oh, live yeah. from He's Austin. So so much. Yeah, Jennifer. Like, why are you guys here? Do you take this woman? Do you take this man, Austin Self, 
I do. Are you sure? <laughs> He'd be like, here, we could be the peanut gallery. Here's your ring presented by AM Technical Solutions, <laughs> sponsored by Don't Mess With Texas. <laughs> On a little pillow and everything embroidered with all the logos. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, that's right. The ring's probably going to be red, white, and blue. I'm, like, Texas. I'm actually getting some ideas from my wedding down the road. I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. Shameless plug. This is going to be the wedding of the century. <laughs> I can't wait to see the footage from this. But uh, it's it's always great to have you on, man. And, and you know, we... We've really enjoyed your journey. I want to know, you've, you've had some time in the Xfinity Series, and I'm sure that if you had the chance to go and be competitive, you would, you would go run Xfinity or run Cup, obviously. That's everybody's dream. But it seems to me like what you're building in the Truck Series is just so much about who you are, and you're doing it your way. Um, I, would you be happy just to, to spend the rest of your career if you could – get to the level where you could win with your own team in the trucks would you be happy there yeah or? i think i think that's that's we almost did it at daytona you know that was yeah. that's always been a, a goal of ours is to build into a competitive team but i still have aspirations of getting back to the to the xfinity series and then when one day running the cup series those are still goals and dreams of mine that i want to want to achieve one day but while i do that i want to build our truck team to where it uh it's going to be sustainable it's going to grow and, and hopefully be a great team that uh, drivers can make their debut you know we we had Brian Barnhill back in 2018 yes, made his debut did. for us. Great we had uh, Carson Carson Osvar made his yep. debut with us last year. Carson was actually going to come run eight eight races this year before he went to to Nice this season. But we we definitely want to try to build our team up to where, you know, we're not going to be a, a KBM, we're not going to be a Thor right. Sport. But I want to build our team to where a driver can can go run super late models, maybe some Canon stuff, and maybe they don't have the funding to go run for a bigger team, but they can come run with us and be in just as good as equipment and go compete against those guys and be a middle ground team for, for those guys that want to come in and compete. We need those two. We, we need those teams. You look at a, a team like a JD Motorsports, for example, at Xfinity, they've right, given right. so many drivers their first opportunity. You know, not all drivers can afford to go buy Kyle Bush's ride. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, seriously. You can, come run, a, you can come run quite a few races with us for one, well, and one that's a, and, and I'm not, that isn't a, a knock on Kyle. I mean, everybody has their price. And they're, it's they're all o- what their overhead want. is a little different but than ours. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. But I think just to get started and get your name out there and, and get noticed, if you can, you know, you can, that we need some of those teams. And, and I really, I look at a team like our motorsports even. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, 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 they have, and, and what a run Brett Moffat had this, this weekend, of course, and Ryan Sieg, um, we, we mentioned him earlier, but we didn't really talk about him. I mean, to me, that was the highlight of the weekend for me seeing, you know, seeing Ryan run as well as he did, you know, those teams, and you know, this, cause from Daytona, you're one of them. You, that that's a huge boost, if nothing else, in confidence, you know, and exposure to be able to go and have that breakout moment where everybody looks and goes, wow, he was this close to winning or, you know, he finished in the top three or whatever. You just you're not expecting to see that. And I love it when the uh, the lesser funded teams get to go and and uh, compete at that level and have good finishes like that. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, it was it was cool for me personally because I know how, how hard I struggled to get in the truck series to give yep. drivers like uh, like Brian and then Carson their, their debut to, to get in the sport and get their feet wet. And, I mean, I was so happy for Carson when he drove for us at Phoenix. He had to qualify on speed, and not only did he qualify in, he, he got qualified me and seven or eight other guys, and I think he was 15th or 16th. And 
beat a couple of the GMS trucks and out-qualified Sam Ayer out there. And so for us, it was like, all right, you know, we've got a pretty good program here that drivers could come in and, and come run for us and, and be competitive right out of the gate and, and not have the pressure. Because I can't imagine being 16, 17 years old and going to a team that you're, you're expected to win in. They can come get the experience and get their feet wet and then work their way up to that. So, you know, we're, we're trying to really model our team after that. And we ran heck at Canada last year. We had three trucks at Mossport. Yeah. We had yeah. uh, the first time they'd ever raced each other. Bobby and Roger Roos both drove for us. I ran myself, and um, you know we ran uh, two trucks at Phoenix and did it a couple other times last season. So that's the long term. We've got a we got a five year vision for our team, and and we're in year three, and everything's right on track of where we want it to be. And it's a pretty a fulfilling and amazing feeling to see the the vision turn into reality because you dream about it and you work for it and you put the hard work and effort in, and, and to see it evolve and turn into what it has is, has been really special for our whole crew. One of the things that I admire most about you and respect the most about you is your willingness and your boldness to put your faith out there and and not be uh, ashamed to put put your faith out there. And I know that um, ever since I've known you, that's been front and center with you. Um, and and it, it just seems ingrained in you so much that, um, you know, that's what carries you from day to day. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, racing is as crazy as a sport is. You got to have a moral compass, and um, I accepted Christ when I was seven and uh, started racing the year after. So my relationship with God has been at the forefront of everything I've done. Every every decision, every every struggle, every good time, every victory, everything I've gone through, that's been the the forefront of of, of really who I am. And uh, I went through some time, you know, 2013, 2014, went through some hard times, and I kind of let racing define who I was, and it kind of opened my eyes up that racing doesn't define me that my my faith is what's first and me and and being able to be a a good impact on on this world you know be a good person to help others and it kind of opened my eyes up to that and and it's just been cool to see how god's used me and give me a platform to hopefully encourage other people and and share my story with other people of how he's worked through me and given me these opportunities because you look at our 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 team and my career you kind of look at and you're like you know how does this kid from columbia who doesn't come from any any money how is he running the truck series and how we built this team and it's kind of like you know what I, I pointed all to God that he's opened these doors for me because yep. a lot of times it doesn't even make sense when you look at it from the uh, outside looking in. So it's it's been pretty amazing to see him at work through all this. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to uh, step aside one more time. When we come back, we will have our white flag segment, otherwise known as the final segment of We Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Stick around. We'll be back after these words. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Do you hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay? Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. To be lap, we're into our final segment for the evening. Jordan Anderson has been our guest for the entire program tonight. And, you know, we're kind of making up for lost time with Jordan because it's been so long since we've had him um, at least live on our air. We've done some interviews at tracks that we've come back and replayed audio. But um, this is uh, the first time live in studio for Jordan in quite a while. Um, we've been friends a good long time. And uh, I know that over the course of your career and especially I would imagine the last few years since you've been to the truck series, you've probably accumulated a number of humorous stories that you could relate. Um, we asked you during the last break to think of one or two that would be entertaining enough and yet uh, sort of PG enough to tell on the air here. Um, did you come up with one? Yeah, I think the my favorite one we were talking about Jennifer and Austin's wedding uh, coming on later this year. So the the whole reason they met, I'm going to take credit for that. Um, of course, Jennifer was, my sister was helping with PR that year when I was driving the 66 truck and, uh, we were racing at gateway and Austin and I were racing a little hard on restart and, uh, I dove into turn three and Austin, like he hit the brakes for some reason. I don't know why, but his bumper got in the way of my nose and I turned him around <laughs> and, uh, and wrecked him. And there's a picture of us sitting nose to nose. He's against the wall and I'm right in front of him. It's funny now to joke about it, but destroyed his truck because he hit the wall 
didn't hold the brakes, came down the track and got T-boned by Jennifer Joe and just destroyed both trucks. So I drove away and we ended up finishing like 10th or something. So it was a good <laughs> night for us. Um, but I get on the plane and Jennifer, I think she kind of had a little something crush going on with Austin during this period. But you didn't know that. So I, I kind of did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is back when we were flying when I was driving the 66. So we get on the, the plane to come back home, and I see Austin. I'm like, hey, man, I, I apologize. Like, I didn't mean to get into you. I just got in there a little hot. And he's like, you know, looking straight ahead. He's not having any of it. And I said, uh, how about this? Let me let me go buy you a pizza or, you know, beer or something one night, uh, you know, make it up to you. And, and he looks at me. He's like, yeah, you know, sure, just as long as Jennifer can come with you. And so their first ever, like, I think official date was when I bought him dinner at Bricks to make up for crashing him, and Jennifer came along, and I think the rest was, was kind of history, so. That's actually a true story, because I was on that plane. Really? <laughs> sure was. I was, like, two rows behind him, and I heard the whole thing. Wow. So, how small a world is that? So that's, Why uh, were, How did you end up on his plane? It was the uh, concierge flight yeah. for the truck race, and I was out there for the truck race. Back to okay. Concord. Yep. Yep. So we were flying back to Concord on the concierge flight, and I was only row or two behind Austin because I'd actually talked to Austin when he was on the plane. And I usually tried to sit by him because he always had something funny to say, so it was always entertaining. He is a funny guy. We got to get Austin. Austin's been in a couple times when we had the studio in Mooresville. We got to we got to get him over here. Maybe Jordan can help us with that because you know where he works now. I know where to find him. Yeah, I know where to find him. And I and I got another cool one for you. So oh sure, please. Two, 2017. And this is just kind of give you an idea how how crazy life is sometimes. So 2017. The 6060 I was driving, it kind of fell apart, and, and I just said, you know what? I, I was kind of disenchanted with how things are going. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. go back to basics. I went back and drove for Harmon in 17, and basically it was it was his truck, but I was using my hauler to go to and from the racetrack. And we were, um, I think, coming from Columbia on the way to Martinsville for a race, and the Dodge I was pulling a hauler with broke down on Highway 77. And this guy with a towing company comes to pull us back, and I said, man, I, I guess we're not going to make this next race. He goes, why? I said, well, my old Dodge here, it's broke down. I've got no way to pull my haul out of the racetrack. He goes, you're not missing a race for, for the, the the sake of your uh, your Dodge being broke down. He said, here's my old Ford F-350. Use this thing, take your hauler to, to Martinsville and, and call me after the race. So we, he unhooks his, my Dodge, hooks his Ford up to it, and we go on up and run Martinsville. So I call him after the race is over, and he's like, yeah, you know, your Dodge motor's blown up. It's going to be a little while. He goes, just, oh, use, my, just use my F-350 and, until we can get you fixed up. Really? So we used his Dodge, or his, his Ford, his Dually, for probably the next 10 races into our schedule. This is 2017. And um, he let us use it for probably the next, all the way up until like five races to go in that season when Bomarito came forward and got us that GMC dually that we had. And Joel and I stayed in touch. 2018, he kind of heard our story and all we had going on and that we wanted to buy a, a hauler for, for 2019. So we bought the, the Featherlight that we have now. I bought it from Jay Robinson. We cleaned it up, and we had another sponsor who was going to buy us a, a tractor to pull it for. And long story short, a month later, their deal falls apart, and it doesn't happen. So I called Joel, who owns Capital City Tone, and I said, hey, man, we need a tractor to pull our hauler because our deal just fell through. I said, I got this killer hauler. It's wrapped. It looks nice, but I got no way to pull it. And uh, he said, all right, here's the deal. He said, I got this Kenworth W900. I'm going to bring it up there, and you use it for Daytona, Atlanta, and Vegas, the first three races of the year, and then we'll find you a tractor to buy. And Joel called me before Daytona. He said, you know what? I'm going to drive your tractor for you to those first three races and help, oh, wow. and, and help you out a little bit. 
and he came and hung out. We put Capital City Towing on our truck and hung out with him a little bit. And we got back from Vegas. He goes, man, you know what? I, I love you. I love your family. love what you guys got going on. He said, just use this Kenworth the rest of the season, and here's a fuel card for it too. And and he let us use that oh thing all, all last year, and he's letting us do it again this season. So I look back at it and had our Dodge not blown a motor on the side of 77 on the way to Martinsville. We would have never met Joel, and we probably wouldn't have a tractor pulling our hauler right now. And uh, that's probably one of the coolest stories that, that I've experienced in our in our racing career of how something so bad in the moment turned into one of the, yep. the greatest things that we've experienced. Yeah, it's and it's amazing how there again, God works in mysterious ways. Out of a negative comes this glorious positive that's way bigger than you ever would have imagined, right? And, I mean, and this and Joel was just a, a good old boy from Blythewood, South Carolina. He's got a, a towing company, and he he works hard for everything he's got and. He's uh, he's been a huge encouragement to me, and he's come to a bunch of races with us. In fact, him and his whole crew are coming to the Atlanta race, coming up here in a couple of weeks to to come hang out with us. But it's just a, a perfect example of all the people that fit in. It's not anything that I'm doing or anything that yep. Wally's doing or anything that our guy. It's it's all the people as a whole, our crew, our sponsors, our fans, everybody that kind of supports this whole journey that we're on that makes any of this possible. It's a, it really is amazing. I mean, and we all know stories like that. I mean, I, I, the year I worked at uh, Shemung Speedrome in 2002, and I was announcing, and we had a young young hotshot in the uh, modified division named Josh Philpot, and it was kind of like your deal was kind of, it was a family deal. He was running really well, but Josh every every week would come up into the crowd during an admission and sign autographs for people, and just got to be a, a, a popular. Well, they blew a motor, and um, <clears throat> wasn't going to be back maybe for the rest of the year. And uh, a guy came out of the grandstand and bought Josh a motor. Wow. Well, come to find out, the guy that bought him the motor had hit New York State Lotto like a year or two before. (laughs) Yep. And was really into racing and heard Josh's story and said, look, I can help this kid out. And he bought him a motor and got him back on the racetrack. And that's, again, it's, it's, how you conduct yourself it's how you relate to people it's you know all of those things you know i think drivers sometimes get cynical the 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 younger ones and well you know if i don't have a lot of money i can't get to you know wherever and it's like but you can attract money and that's really your story is you just you've attracted money you gotta you gotta pull your your shoes up and get to work i mean i think about that that first year we drove everywhere and I, uh, you asked me about a funny story. I, I think one of them that just popped in my head here, and you talk about New York. Um, the first time we went to Canada uh, sport. back in 2015, um, the two guys that were supposed to – we weren't even supposed to run Canada. Rick Ware was going to run a truck with our number on it, so I wasn't going to go. Well, that deal fell apart, and that was back when we run uh, Bristol okay. on Thursdays, yep. and we had to leave for Canada the following week. So everything was good. I was going to have all these guys go with me. Well, we loaded up, got ready to leave, and it's like a 15-, 16-hour drive to Canada. And we left so late that we were going to have to drive all through, through the night to get there in time. We get ready to leave, and the two guys that were going to go with me said, hey, we just realized both our passports are expired, so we can't go. Oh, my. And so I'm like, this is 6 o'clock at night. We've worked all day at the shop. And I'm like, what, what, what do I do? i got to leave. I can't wait for anybody else. So I got in, in our, our dually. with This was back when we had the dually in the 40-foot trailer and drove straight from Denver, North Carolina to Toronto. It was like 16 hours straight and, and got to the racetrack and 
was just spent. I had nobody to help me, nobody, no crew, just me. Wow. And uh, I was so tired when I got the track, I fell asleep in staging, and one of the NASCAR fish had to come up and bang on the window because they... I wasn't rolling. All the haulers were rolling. Here I was sitting there. So long story short, we got some guys from the Penny Series. I threw them a couple hundred bucks to help me push through tech. Um, we shared pit crews with another team up there. I bought some scuffs off of Thor Sport and GMS up there, and we finished like 16th wow. and, and ran the whole race. So I loaded up and got ready to leave and was ready to come back to the States. I was ready to be back home in North Carolina. And coming across the border, I missed my turn and went across Niagara Falls Bridge in our race car hauler which is apparently a no-no. They don't like oh, that. Oh, really? And I went, through I, the ca- I went through the car lane instead of the RV and trailer lane. Oh, gosh. Lane. So I'm in all these barriers. They're upset. So they bring me in the interrogation room, take my wallet, my cell phone, my keys, CSI style, the little white light above the table. And, you know, I'm in there all by myself. So uh, <laughs> about 30 minutes later, thankfully, one of the, uh, what do they call them, border guards or whatever came yeah. in and just happened to be a race fan and, he looked me up and saw the story, what we were doing. I gave him an autograph card and a T-shirt. He said, next time, why don't you go across the Peace Bridge and don't come down here to Niagara Falls. And I was trying. Do, I missed do, the turn. Do this thing. So after thinking I was getting ready to go to jail for who knows what in, in the <laughs> Canadian and uh, U.S. crossing there. So um, that was probably one of the craziest stories, I think, back over the years. But uh, I'll, I'll forever be thankful for those memories made doing, uh, oh, doing sure. what we did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we've got just a little bit of time left here. First of all, thank you for coming and spending the evening with us. We are very grateful. Um, but second of all, you've talked a little bit about Bomberito, but feel free, Bomberito and anybody else, who who do you who oh, helps you make all this happen? It's got uh, about a minute. It's uh, it's amazing thing about all the people that help us. John Bomberito from the Bomberito Motive Group. We had Casey on our truck at Daytona, a new sponsor of ours. Lucas Oil, they do so much for the whole motorsports world. We've got uh, FVP products and factory motor parts. Um, Randy Knighton from Nightfire, uh, Sefton Steel down there in Texas. Um, we've got Capital City Towing out of Columbia, South Carolina. Rusty's Off-Road, WCI Parts, FK Rodins, Impact Racing Products. I mean, I could go on and on. I got Crest products out of uh, Ladue, Missouri that supply our shop with all our needs and everything we've got there. Um, I could just, I go on and on, man. A lot of, a lot of people make this thing happen that, that believe in us. Rodney Reeson from, from recent construction, um, you know, even, even Austin's team and, and his dad, Tim Self and AM Technical Solutions, they've partnered up with us this year. So, uh, a lot of amazing people that help, that help make this thing happen and, and are a part of the journey that we're on. Well, it's been a blast, and uh, we definitely want to have your quasi-teammate, uh, Austin <laughs> Self, in very soon. So maybe you can kind of help us make that connection, and uh, we'll get Austin on one of our Race Chaser shows. Uh, it's uh, it's about the end for us uh, here tonight. We uh, have had a great show with Jordan and really appreciate the opportunity that uh, we had tonight to kind of sit back and talk with him a little bit. Brennan Poole going to be on with us tomorrow on um, the Inside Pass. Randy Miller and I tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. And then on Thursday, we are back in the studio again, Thursday night for Motorsports Madness. And uh, I hear Drew Dollars coming back in studio. That's the rumor that's being passed around right now, which means we'll probably have Nick Moncher back as well. And we're really excited about that. And who knows who else will show up in our studio. So thanks to all of our sponsors for making the show possible. Thanks to WSIC for their partnership. And thanks to all of you who take the time out of your schedule to listen or watch the show every week. We really appreciate it. We hope you all have a great week. So long. 
You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.